All right, as we roll into Hour 3 here, coming at you live from Inland Reef, 1949 Linhaven Parkway, Parkway Shopping Center in Virginia Beach, part of our Super Tailgate uh, Tour presented by Larry King Law. We bring in Mark Davis via the Valley Who's Guest Line, WTKR-TV3 Sports Director, who's been enjoying the fun in the sun this week in Las Vegas. I don't know. The Mark, have you been indoors at the convention center all week? Have you gotten outside? Is it warm? Is it lovely in Vegas as I would expect it to be this time of year? Yeah, well, well, first off, Scott, I hope you said which Mark Davis I was before you had me on right there because being in Vegas, I don't want people to think I was the <laughs> owner of the Raiders. And, you know, now they're all let down incredibly. So uh, we fooled yeah. them. Are you wearing all white this week, Mark? Have you been wearing yeah, you all know, white? I'm going to have to just <laughs> the part. You're right. Um, but, hey, you know, to be honest with you, Scott, the uh, weather's actually been better in Virginia than here. Um, if what? it rains five, yeah, if it rains five days in Vegas uh, per year, we've gotten three of them earlier in the week. And then uh, wow. you know, uh, yesterday the high was forty-eight. I know it was it was warmer back there. So you know, the uh, they picked the um, the uh, the the bad weather week to be in the Super when everybody's out here. But you know what? Not taken away from a good time. It's starting to fill up out here. We're seeing a lot more fans arrive. And it's, uh, it's definitely going to be a fun time. And only get more packed as the uh, kickoff approaches, as you can imagine. I know you've covered a lot of different things this week. Uh, I would imagine, uh, you know, you might have been one of what, I don't know, like two or three people that wanted to talk to Cole Christensen from uh, Nansman Suffolk uh, this week. But, you know, hey, here's a guy going for his second Super Bowl ring already. I mean, obviously making the move over from the Chargers to the Chiefs has worked out well for him. Yeah, and, you know, it was great to catch up with him, and uh, he could not have been any more gracious with his time. Uh, during the Chiefs' media availability uh, on Wednesday, we were able to pull him aside for a one-on-one interview. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he was just talking about his journey. It's been a lot of scratching and clawing for him, as you can imagine. He won his Super Bowl ring last year as a member of the practice squad, so this one might be a little more special just being, you know, a member of the active roster and a chance to get out there yeah. and make some plays. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, really cool uh, for him uh, if they can do it again and go back-to-back. I know as well this week you, you, you ran down Chase Young for that uh, the, the commander's uh, angle. You know, it's been wild because I, I was one of the people that really thought Chase, new environment, all that talent was going to really unlock him. But, man, he has been the guy they've really been pointing at has been a big disappointment on, on a defense that has not played up to uh, expectations. Yeah, I mean, and this is a game that that can really bite you, right? I mean, like, you don't want to yeah. get in that habit. We saw just how close that was with the Packers and Lions. And, uh, you know, I think that that will be detrimental to the 49ers if that's the effort they get. Obviously, you know, he has shown the ability to make some, some big-time plays. So it's kind of head-scratching when you look back at his rookie year. Now, I mean, I understand he's gone through some injuries and everything like that. But, you know, some of the stuff we've seen this year has not been injury-related. You know, I, you know, I think yep. you agree with me. No doubt. I mean, and again, a lot of it effort, right? I mean, for a guy who made his name as just being a hustle player – uh, you being know, a dog, season, yeah, he was a dog you know, just being there, a, yep. yeah, Never quitting, just being flying over the field. It just looks like a guy who now just, uh, you know, is making business decisions out there. Not really good business decisions at this point either. No, I mean, and we saw that, that one play in particular with Detroit on, I think it was the Gibbs touchdown Oof. run, where it looked yeah. like, I mean, he was in line to make a tackle, and he just downshifted to first gear, and, and Gibbs runs right by in for the TD. So, um, you know, that's sticking in people's mind, and I know that uh, – now, now, you know, granted, we've been kind of tracking down the local guys and haven't listened to Kyle Shanahan too much this week, but I know that, that prior to this week, Kyle Shanahan had said that, uh, you know, kind of didn't, didn't call or single chase out, but certainly alluded to that, uh, you know, taking plays off is not something they can afford to do. 
We're talking to Mark Davis here. Scott Jackson, your priority on Sports Radio 94.1, WTKR-TV Sports Director, joining us from Las Vegas. He's out there for the Super Bowl. Uh, he joins us via the Valley Who's guest line. I know you've been not only covering football, but also a little boxing, right? Keyshawn uh, Davis is out there right now in Vegas and, and got a chance to catch up with him. Yeah, it's perfect timing. You know, we actually came out here to cover Keyshawn, and the Super Bowl just happened to be going on. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was, uh, you know, what, he's fantastic, right? I mean, he's coming off his yeah. – uh, his uh, six-month suspension for marijuana use. And uh, we were able to catch up with him on Monday, and he was very open about that and how he's really taken the time to learn and, and that he's been motivated. Uh, very, he's very into his faith, obviously, and he said that he was motivated through that to, to put down marijuana and, and realize it was keeping him from his full, his full potential. And then he goes up there last night, gets a six-round TKO, and, and the broadcasters on ESPN are saying it's the best he's ever looked in the ring. So, I mean, you know, he, he's in tune with what's going on, uh, really bright, down-to-earth kid. And, uh, and, I mean, I think we're going to hear uh, about him for the foreseeable future as a uh, face in a name of boxing. That is great news uh, to hear, for, especially for local fight fans as well. Um, what, what do you think is the coolest thing you've done there this week? Tell us a little bit. Give us a little insight on Radio, uh, radio Row and, and TV Row and all that stuff. Uh, Radio Row is, is something. I mean, I think just the, the number of media here is pretty incredible. Opening night was probably my most, like, you know, holy cow moment. Because right. we grow up seeing it on TV, and this one was in the actual stadium. And I think they said there are 6,000 media credentialed for uh, this week. And, uh, you know, from all over the world, obviously. So, you know, when you're at a night where the two Super Bowl teams, every player and every coach are on the field with all these media, 30,000 fans in the seats. I mean, that was a kind of a setback and a, a wow moment. This is my first Super Bowl, so it was kind of a good chance oh, to wow, take okay. that in. But the um, other cool thing, um, Kevin, our news operations manager, and me uh, have been kind of bouncing around the different spots, and uh, I think the people that we've just kind of stumbled upon has been the, uh, the, the, the coolest thing for me. I mean, like, it's Vegas, right? So we're sure. at the welcome press conference, and Wayne Newton's there, so we get to talk with Mr. Wow. Las Vegas, right? Um, Carrot Top we bumped into on uh, the <laughs> field at, uh, at, uh, at opening night. So we, uh, we caught up with him, too, and got his Super Bowl pick. Uh, you know, so it's just, you know, it's Las Vegas, which always has that star power, but on a week like this, it's going to be even greater. So, you know, you're seeing famous faces from football, present and past, and uh, it's, it's, been, it's been really cool to see. Now, who does Carrot Top like? Because that might change my pick. Uh, Carrot Top is picking the 49ers. Oh, okay. Okay, I feel good then. All right. All right, yep, I'm fading yep. Carrot Top. I feel good about that. Is he still yoked up? Is he like he's like uh, he's not only funny, but he's now like uh, really into like lifting weights and stuff. Well, you know, I, I personally couldn't really tell. Um, <laughs> you know, he was kind of wearing like like a baggy kind of type okay. thing, so I really couldn't you know yeah. like like get a look at his at his, at his uh, physique or anything like that. But uh, you know, he, he certainly uh, can still uh, get in front of a microphone to make people laugh. So uh, I can tell you that much. All right. So, uh, as you've have you gone around and, and seen and talked to a lot of people, what what do you think the consensus out there has been about who wins this football game? I think most people are saying Chiefs. We actually did a yeah. story in a sports book yesterday, and we asked him that very same question, Scott. And he said that most of the bets coming in are for the Chiefs, and he said everybody's picking the over. And I think he said the over was forty seven. So, um, interesting. So Chiefs Chiefs right now are uh, look to be the. Uh, you know, the uh, early clubhouse leaders. So we'll see what happens, obviously, Sunday. But uh, I think a lot of people look at the Chiefs and, 
and how they were able to get here and kind of clicking at the right time and getting those two big wins on the road. And, uh, you know, then the 49ers struggling a little bit with Green Bay and, and Detroit. I'm not saying they're slouches, but, you know, on their home field. Um, you know, I think definitely people are feeling good about Kansas City these days. Yeah, I mean, I like the Chiefs. I actually think it might be a little lower scoring, but anyway, for whatever that's worth. What's your lean this week? Um, I think that, uh, you know, um, so I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think this is going to okay. be a blowout. I said, Niners, I, I said Niners 27-24, um, <laughs> you know, uh, which goes against what I just said about, about, you know, what other people might be thinking, but I just kind of have a good feeling about the you Niners. you got to fade the public, um, man. That, you're, just, you're playing a smart thing. You're fading the public. Yeah, right, exactly. So, um, so you know, I'm, but, but again, I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City wins, but, but I, have, I have Niners 27-24 beating the Chiefs in Super Bowl 58. All right, very good. So you, are you staying out through the game, or are you guys coming back before the game? No, we're actually out here until Tuesday. We're going uh, nice. to take in the game, do some, do some coverage uh, on Monday to wrap things up, and then uh, fly out on uh, Tuesday back to Norfolk. So uh, we're, uh, very we're nice. uh, really enjoying ourselves out here, but, but I think by the time Tuesday hits, we'll be ready to be home. I bet, yeah. Um, and, and of course, uh, game on CBS this week, and I, I saw you got a chance to speak to Tony Romo the other day as well uh, about the game and uh, his thoughts on, on all things uh, going on around the, the NFL. What what was uh, Romo's big takeaway about the game? Uh, well, I mean, I think he was talking about you know quarterback play, and obviously, you know, yeah. I, I wonder why, right? Um, right, you know, right. But, exactly. uh, but he, he was more talking about how much he enjoys doing this kind of thing, and. Uh, you know, just being able to get out there and, and um, you know, really making it clear that it's not about him. It's about trying to make sure other people enjoy the game through him, um, which I thought was a really cool insight. Um, you know, I liked hearing that. But uh, but not sure who he has. Obviously, these uh, the, the commentators are going to keep their picks close to the vest. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, it was, it was a treat to catch up with him and uh, got some thoughts on the commanders with him, too. So that was pretty neat as well. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Dan Quinn. Does he, did he like that hire? He said, it was, he called it a home run hire, so I would say Okay. So. All right. Cowboys, yeah, the Cowboys people gassing up Dan Quinn, although his, you know, the last game there obviously was not exactly the best. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see, man. Well, awesome, Mark. Enjoy it. A uh, few more days still to go in Vegas for you guys. Uh, you know, try to get as much of that free buffet food as you can. On it, man. You got it. You know it. Hey, Scott, thanks for having <laughs> me on, and uh, we'll see if we can pick you up a T-shirt out here or something. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, Mark. And Mark Davis Sports. On the X, WTKR TV 3 out there in Vegas. Of course, CBS will have the Super Bowl on Sunday on the uh, television side of things. And Paramount Plus, right? Am I right, James? Because you're, you're streaming. Yes, it. it is also on Paramount Plus. <laughs> and Nickelodeon, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the Nickelodeon See, so broadcast. it's live on Nickelodeon where they slime people and all that stuff. Absolutely. So there's all the special effects. Who calls the game on Nickelodeon? Is it it's usually Nate Burleson, Nate Burleson. and, and like a couple of the kids from Nickelodeon. I like Nate Burleson on that. I, I was bummed when he left. Um, I think that TV show went downhill when he left it on um, Good Morning Football. Oh, yeah. Oh, I missed yeah. him on there. But he's on, like, real TV now. His CBS Morning yeah, Show. Yeah, he's on uh, Good Morning show. America, I yeah. think. No, CBS Morning Show. Yeah, oh, C- yeah, that's right. That's CBS right. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, Gail King and that crew. All right. Uh, 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494. If you want to hit us up, predictions for the Super Bowl, thoughts, on who wins uh, this game and how many times you hear Jim, 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 Jim during the game uh, as well if you want to get the over-under on the Tony Romo thing. Coming up next, uh, James and I put together a little thing called uh, Most Memorable Super Bowls of All Time. We'll give you our thoughts on that, and you can 
start throwing stones at us on the other side here. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1 as we come to you live from Inland Reef, 1949 Lynn Haven Parkway in the Parkway Shopping Center in Virginia Beach here on Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. You are listening to The Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. All right, we are uh, here at Inland Reef, and it is part of the Super Tailgate Tour, brought to you by the good folks at Larry King Law, injured in an accident, called 757-INJURED, 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. We're here till 7 if you want to stop on by, 1949 Lynn Haven Parkway, the Parkway Shopping Center, Virginia Beach. Uh, Tim Murray is going to join us now at 535, coming up in the next segment. So let's roll through this. Most memorable Super Bowls. Now, look, I could have done this with three Right off the bat, right? <laughs> I could have done Super Bowl 17, 22, and 26. It would be very selfish here, right? But they are, like, okay, they're most memorable for me because I was, uh, you know, a Redskins fan, of right? Of course, yeah. But let's be honest, there were not drama-filled Super Bowls. Now, Super Bowl 17 was a little bit of drama. The fourth and one with Brigo, pretty damn drama-filled. But if I'm being honest about it, you know, <laughs> since then, since that one and others around it, there have been more memorable finishes to Super Bowls. So, that's how I did this list. So I'm just going to put that okay. in, get okay. that out of the way. Right. So I don't want to get clubbed by all my Redskin fan friends, but it's just it's the truth. I'm just trying to put my personal feelings aside. Taking here your feelings for, out of it, I get once, it. All right. um, which I rarely do. Uh, but anyway, so here goes it. Uh, I will start at number five. Yes, the Giants ending the Patriots' undefeated run. And, and I get it. 17-14, not the most exciting game. The David Tyree catch, absolutely. Uh, incredible, but that game, uh, very memorable uh, for many reasons, most of which because it ended any hopes of the Patriots, uh, you know, obviously ended the Patriots' hopes of being unbeaten, and those, you know, obviously jer- those T-shirts have become collector's items if you can find a 19 or no Patriot uh, shirt. So Super Bowl 42, I got at number five. All righty. I, I did this a little bit differently. It's okay. like my memories of Super Bowls. Yeah. Just not just the game, but, you know, the, the where I was at. Oh, okay. What was you. happening during the uh, game and stuff like that. So oh, most wow. memorable Super Bowls. So the first one I'll go with is Super Bowl 31. Packers and Patriots. Not very close game, of course, right. 35-21. And that was, you know, the Brett Favre first Super Bowl sure. win. Desmond Howard going crazy. Uh, and right. Those are bombs away touchdowns by Favre, too. 54 yards, 81 yards. They had 27 points in the first half. But I was, my family, of course, well-documented. Most of them are, are Patriots fans. And I showed up to that game at my uncle's house wearing a Brett Favre jersey. Oh, boy. And he let me in the door. So that was, that was funny. Right, and, right. and I will also say, yeah. Blues Brothers, James Brown, and ZZ Top at halftime. Yeah. Killed it. Absolutely killed it. So, yeah, that's why I've got Super Bowl 31, number five. Okay. Um, all right, for me, Super Bowl... 23 the year after the Doug Williams and the Redskins slaughtering of the Broncos, 42-10. to 10. This would be otherwise known as the John Candy Super Bowl when allegedly, and everybody says he did, Joe Montana said in the huddle, hey, there's John Candy there. Before driving the 49ers down the field for the game-winning <laughs> touchdown that passed to John Taylor at Joe Robbie Stadium. Uh, also, this game is memorable for one of the worst injuries you'll ever see outside of Joe Theismann's broken leg, Tim Crumry. Remember that? Where his leg went like Oh, that's right. I'd forgotten and all about that And that was very part. significant yeah. for the Bengals because they were able to run the football right. a lot more were the 49ers in that football game. So I've got that as my number four, that uh, Montana. You know, part of the Montana magic, too. I mean, Montana has got a lot of great moments, but that one, to me, is still even better than the catch. Absolutely. All right, so number four, I've got Super Bowl 49, Patriots, Seahawks, the Malcolm Butler pick play. Why on earth didn't you give it to Beast Mode? 
And my my uncle, same uncle, by the way, used to go out on the porch before big plays of games. He would go stand because he was superstitious. He couldn't he couldn't actually watch it. So everybody's screaming in the house, and he's running inside wondering what happened. Oh no! And that's what happened. Well, at least, so, he, at yeah. least he was happy. At when least he found it was out. a happy moment. But that was I'm just just I will never forget the why you didn't give it to Marshawn and the Malcolm Butler pick and all the memes that followed. So I had to put that one on my list. I had to put it at number four. Uh, yeah, you'll be hearing about that again. All right, number <laughs> uh, three for me was Super Bowl thirteen. Yes. Because, again, besides being a huge Washington Redskins fan, it was whoever was playing the Dallas Cowboys. Yep, there you go. And that was the Pittsburgh Steelers very often, in particular in Super Bowls. But right, this is a very memorable Super Bowl. First of all, just think of all the talent on the field, right? I mean, you know, Terry Bradshaw, Roger Stallback, the headliners, but all, all the great Steelers, all the great Cowboys and those teams. 35-31, you had a great Swan catch in this game. You had a great Stallworth catch in this game. And, of course, you had the drop by Jackie Smith in this game. Oh, my God. Why things in life could have been so different had he not dropped that touchdown. And Steelers went at 35-31, a truly exciting football game. For all these people that want to tell you how much better football is today, blah, 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 and the passing game and all this other crap, go back and watch this game. This was high fly. I mean, they were big plays. They were big passes. You know, Bradshaw got the MVP, but there were so many uh, big-time players in this football game. So uh, that Super Bowl thirteen was awesome. I still remember that. I was a youngin', but it was one of my most memorable young Super Bowl-watching experiences. So you didn't do it, so I'll do it for okay. you. Super Bowl seventeen, <laughs> number three on my list. Redskins, Dolphins, Redskins. Well, course. again, they're all number one for me. Well, but of I'm course, trying to do of it course. Now, yeah. they, they shut out the Dolphins yeah. in the second half. You know, the, yeah. a lot of people forget that that, that the, the defense actually put did their job in the second half. But I mean, the game from Rigo alone, thirty-eight carries. Yeah, thirty-eight. You're never going to see that again, and in, 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 maybe in an NFL game at all. Never mind the Super Bowl, one hundred sixty-six yards. Of course, that the fourth and one, like you mentioned, the famous run. This was just the Rigo game, and I'll always remember it for that alone. So, yeah, Super Bowl 17, number three on my list. All right, number two, uh, you mentioned it earlier, Super Bowl 49. Again, Malcolm Butler pick, but why in the hell didn't you give it to Beast Mode? I mean, we'll all never find out what could have, should have been because of this terrible decision by Seattle to try to make Russell Wilson the freaking hero. Why? And the funniest part was the Patriots were totally ready for it. So that's what I had at my uh, number two, the um, meltdown by the Seahawks and the win for the Patriots. You had it earlier, and I had just a little higher on my list, and that's Super Bowl twenty-three, Niners Bengals, because I feel like that was the that was the Montana Dynasty Super Bowl. Yeah. That was that was the Mont that was the crowning one right there. And of course, you mentioned the touchdown to John Taylor. You know, fourteen points by the Niners in the fourth, so they actually had to they, they had to pull that one out and do a little bit of magic there. But Jerry Rice had a freaking day. 215 yards and a touchdown, which is why he was the MVP of the game in the first place and not Joe Montana. But that, that one just, I mean, my, in my early football life of fandom, that was the one that sticks out for me. So, yeah, that one's Super Bowl 23, number two. All right, so most memorable Super Bowl for me, and again, this is really number four. It's not even number one because the most memorable 17, 22, and well, 26 of course, yes, uh, yeah. Goes without for saying. me. But, again, you know, <laughs> the joke by the, by the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the choke and it's and I'm not even saying the comeback for the Patriots. It's a choke by the Falcons. Yeah. Twenty eight to three. I mean, you know, again, lose 34 to 28. I mean, that's got to be it. I mean, it's just still it's still wild. And we've had to relive it this week because of the Dan Quinn hire, Kyle Shanahan being in the Super Bowl. We've talked about it a ton. And, you know, we played it out yesterday a little bit with Brandon Lang about, you know, just don't take a sack. And they did. All the things don't do that. They did. And, you know, it, it pales, you know, the, the – 
Lions meltdown in the NFC Championship is nothing. That, that's oh, nothing yeah. oh, compared yeah. to what the Falcons did in that Super Bowl. And, again, give the Patriots a lot of credit in Tom Brady. But, man, oh, man, that was just huge meltdown. So that, that's still, to me, you know, the Super Bowl was 51 in uh, Atlanta. Or, excuse me, in Houston. Just the Atlanta meltdown still the most memorable. And it was just eight years ago, and we're still talking about it. I went a completely different direction. I went Super Bowl 36, okay. Rams-Titans, first one oh, for the greatest show on yeah, turf. Yeah. You can't get any closer than Kevin Dyson yes. getting tackled at the one freaking yard line, which almost with the extension seemed like the one-inch line. Imagine being that close Illusion. to being able to tie up. Now, it's just been a tie, right, tie up tie, the Super yeah. Bowl and go to overtime. And that was the, that was one of the first times you kind of thought, is the is the greatest show on turf going to be grounded by this, right. this Titans defense and Eddie George on offense and Steve McNair? And it was such a great Titans team. And I just remember that being such a tight game throughout and to have an end like that. Yeah. I, I don't know that there's too many other amazing ways and you can end a Super Bowl in an amazing defensive play. So yeah, that I had I had to put that one as my most memorable at my top of my list. Awesome. Um all right, so there you go. And again, everybody's list is everybody's list. Have at it. 757-687-9494-94757-687-9494. Um somebody says Super Bowl 43 not making the list is criminal. Really? Which one was it? That was at the Steelers over the uh over the um Cardinals? I don't know. I mean, I don't even oh, think it's even close to what – is that what it was, 43? Is that it? Yeah. Is That's that not the even San, the most the memorable Steelers Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, the San Antonio even, I mean, It's memorable, but, I mean, again, here, Richie, just get, you gave me the number here. This is incredible. 18 players between the Cowboys and the Steelers in Super Bowl 13 are Hall of Famers. Oh, and, my and, of course, the two head coaches are both in the Hall of Fame, Chuck Knoll and uh, Tom Landry. So, I mean, 20 people involved in that game. Are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's crazy. And, one one and caveat, yeah. though, is that yeah. uh, one of the Steelers players they count as being a Hall of Famer is Tony Dungy. Well, okay. Still. But he's in as a okay, coach. We'll yeah, he's in as a coach. Yeah. That's, that's still good. All right. Still pretty sick. Still counts still in your book? Okay. Yeah, still and counts. By the way, still got in. And, and, the, and the texture's right. Super Bowl 43 was the best. Most memorable. <laughs> well, I can't imagine why you'd say that. Well, Richard. and again, it's oh. really Super Bowl 17, but I tried to be unbiased like all you guys. But anyway, 757-687-9494. All right, text us in and scream at us like I knew you all would. All right, uh, coming up, Tim Murray. We're going to talk about the current Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, uh, coming up on Sunday in Vegas with Tim as we get into some of the big game bets brought to you by High Noon Hard Seltzer. Uh, visit them at highnoonspirits.com to find it near you. Uh, let's get James Withen coming up next with our Sports Center. We are coming at you live from Inland Reef, 1949 Lynn Haven Parkway. The Parkway Shopping Center here in Virginia Beach will be here with you till 7 o'clock. Come by and see us if you like. James Withen's got your Sports Center. This is the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, welcome back. And a pleasure right now via the Ballyhoo's guest line to bring in Tim Murray uh, from Beeson as he gets ready for his own show tonight. Going to give us some time ahead of time before he gets on game night. Uh, been a busy week, I'm sure, for you out there in Vegas. Tim, uh, how are you surviving so far, buddy? I'm surviving all right. You know, unlike uh, most folks who have to go and uh, go to a hotel room where they might get pulled out by their friends. I just drive home and uh, sit, sit in my house. So uh, I, I've been doing all right. I've been staying out of trouble for the most part, Scott. So uh, you know, I, right. I ran into I, – I will say there was one night where your good friend Brian Mitchell uh, forced uh -oh. me – 
to come out and have some drinks with him. So, uh, you know, I, I, right. I for the most part stayed out of trouble there. But uh, B. Mitch tried his – he tried. Well, there you go. I know you got to work, so uh, you know I won't keep you too long here. But uh, do you have do you have a uh, feel for uh, whether or not this this we're going to see any significant uh, movement one way or the other over these next few days? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to a couple uh, odds makers in town, and they felt like it. If anything, it would go up to San Francisco to two and a half. I would be, really be surprised if we got three. Uh, look, but the thing that you know, you'll hear all week, and it's it's right. Is that you know the public does have its say uh, on the Super Bowl. It's the most bet game every single year. Obviously, the props are are something that the public loves to bet as well. But I, I'll say this: I, I know I've I've heard a lot of fodder in town from from uh, media coming in here that the wrong team's favored, and you can't bet against Mahomes and all of that. Mm-hmm. I could I could almost guarantee you that San Francisco will be the favorite as as this game kicks off. Now. Does that matter? Look, Kansas City has won the last two games this postseason, of course, as an underdog at Buffalo, as an underdog at Baltimore. They were the dog last year in the Super Bowl. So could they win it? Of course they could. It's a two-point spread. But San Francisco will be the favorite come kickoff on Sunday, barring some you know crazy catastrophe that you know leads to a player or two being out. As for the total, Scott, I think that might pick up, though. I think we might get 48 uh, from a total standpoint uh, just because – I think people are going to, once again, gravitate towards betting the over uh, in this game. Last year's Super Bowl had 73 points. Patrick Mahomes is a high-profile offensive player. Christian McCaffrey, people know these people. People want to uh, root for points. So I think, if anything, we're going to see the total maybe, maybe tick up a little bit to, to 48. I don't know if we'll get 48.5, but I think 48 might be where it lands at, at kick. Add one Tim Murray on the X. Uh, you can hear him on Vison primetime from uh, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, also the host of the College Football Betting Podcast with us via the Ballyhoo's guest line. All right, well, so what's your lean uh, for uh, Super Sunday? I like the 49ers. Um, I'm going to uh, probably going to take them on the money line. Um, you know, not mess around with the points, even though obviously a game doesn't normally land at, at two or one, but uh, I, I like the Niners. Um, I think you think back to about six weeks ago, Scott, when the San Francisco 49ers hosted the Baltimore Ravens. Now, they lost that game, but the betting market said the San Francisco 49ers were six and a half points better than the Baltimore Ravens, and the Ravens went out and won. Uh, but that was what the, the power rating was. And then you look at last weekend or two weekends ago, the Baltimore Ravens closed as a four and a half point favorite against the Kansas City Chiefs. So you subtract a little bit from home field. Look, uh, five, six weeks ago, the Niners on a neutral probably had a six-point favorite against the Kansas City Chiefs. So we've seen a pretty sizable adjustment in the past month or so uh, in this game. The 49ers have not looked their best. Obviously, the off, uh, the defense has played poor at times, especially stopping the run against Green Bay and Detroit. And, you know, Kansas City is playing their best football. So, um, you know, I, I think ultimately, though, maybe you're getting Kansas City or excuse me, 49ers a little bit on, on sale here. Uh, so I, I think they win this game. And then, you know, as for the total, uh, I think both of these defenses are going to step up. Uh, I think you're going to see longer drives. I think Kyle Shanahan is certainly going to rely on on, uh, on maybe some short passing game, uh, Christian McCaffrey. So I think both of these teams uh, are going to, you know, try to, you know, run the ball a little bit more than expected. So uh, I lean under a little bit. So 
49ers and under would be uh, the way that I'm looking so far. Any props that jump out to you that you've seen this week? Yeah, so full disclosure, I'm not a huge prop guy, so right, uh, right. I don't usually bet too many props. Uh, the one that I've been uh, intrigued by that just makes me laugh even talking about it, but I, uh, I've talked about it in a couple of spots, is uh, is Elijah Mitchell. So Christian McCaffrey is uh, obviously the starting running back for the Niners. Yep. Kind of was on a pitch count at times this year, right, Scott, just because of his injured past and Kyle Shanahan didn't want to run him into the ground, so to speak. But it's the Super Bowl. It's his time to shine. So Christian McCaffrey's going to get every carry. He should get every carry. And if he's not getting every carry, I think Debo Samuel maybe shifts into the backfield. So barring injury, which is what we did see at the end of the Lions game when he had that neck stinger or whatever it was, yeah. and Eliza Mitchell came in and had four carries. So the, uh, the random prop that I am looking at is Elijah Mitchell under one-and-a-half carries, uh, which I think is like minus 110 juice at DraftKings. Couple others that I just think are uh, you know worth a, a dart throw. George Kittle to score a touchdown. It's like plus one seventy or something like that. So I might throw a little bit on that. Uh, the the tight end that we aren't talking about this week, and then um, and then I think Brock Purdy's got a good chance to win MVP. I mean, I just you know how often are you going to get the starting quarterback of the favorite at you know a plus two twenty five price? Yeah. So I think Brock Purdy to win MVP is kind of intriguing because. I think a lot of people, if they think the 49ers are going to win, Scott, then they think Christian McCaffrey is a lock to win the MVP of the game. You know, we haven't had a running back win MVP in 26 years. Terrell Davis was the last running back to win MVP of the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the the voting is skewed towards the quarterback. We've had a couple receivers here not too yeah, long Cup. ago. Yeah, with Cup and um, and also Edelman, but yeah, I mean you're right. Yep. I mean the running back market, woo, been been forever since that uh, took place. But yeah, you're right. I mean plus money on the starting quarterback of the favorite team seems crazy. And the guy, by the way, who was number one in passer rating in QBR this season in the NFL. And he was, and two Scott. What I like to do is I like to you know do a little exercise. Like, all right, let's pretend that the NFC Championship was a Super Bowl. Who was the MVP? Yeah. It was Brock, Brock Purdy. Like, yeah. Brock Purdy was the MVP of that game, right? So, you know, I, look, we're going to talk to a couple odds makers on our show tonight. I, I can guarantee you that it's probably like the fifth most bet person to win MVP. The ratings probably going to yeah. go some. Well, it's going to go Mahomes. It's going to go Kelsey. If it's a Niner, it's going to be McCaffrey. It's going to be Debo. People are people aren't going to want to go Brock Purdy. Uh, as the MVP. So once again, it's kind of a numbers play for me. I'm getting the starting quarterback of a team that's a minus 130 favorite at like plus 230 or so. So I, you know, for me, it's just, it's, it's a worthy of putting it into my account. If it doesn't come home, it doesn't come home, but it's not like he's, you know, Trent Dilfer of the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> they trust him, right? He will right, throw right. the football. Right. Exactly. Uh, should be interesting. Um, I mean, we discussed this with you last week of all the you know things you've been involved with in Vegas. I mean, is this just like all the big events on steroids at this point? I mean, what has it been like overall? Yeah, I think it's really going to start getting going, you know, tonight especially. But I, I'll say this, you know, I was down at Radio Row pretty much every day this week, and I know you've done some Radio Rows, Scott. Yeah. I just think this town is built for it, man. Like, there's hotels everywhere. Sure. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem overwhelming to this city whatsoever. Um, right. You know, Radio Row, I felt like, for the most part, was kind of spacious. For Radio Row standards, it didn't feel like you well, were on good. top of everyone, uh, which, was, uh, which was a good thing. But, yeah, I mean, look, you're, you're seeing 
the 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 who's who's popping around like Urban Meyer. I saw him walking around Circa on Tuesday night. Uh, yesterday, Rich Gannon just like walked into our studio and and jumped on the set. So no, it's it's pretty cool, uh, obviously. And I I think I'll say this, Scott. I think it's here to stay, man. I think this is a city that is built for massive events, as we all know. Right. Built for massive sporting events. Uh, you look at CBS's set sitting there at the Bellagio. Looks absolutely looks really sharp. And uh, I think it's going to be in the rotation moving forward. I think, you know, you're talking about L.A., you're talking about Miami, and I think Vegas is going to be on that short list of, uh, of being a Super Bowl site, uh, assuming there's no more uh, controversy of, uh, of fire alarms going off at 6.15 in the morning and, uh, and uh, playing surfaces. Right, absolutely. Uh, at one, Tim Murray, uh, and again, uh, you can check him out on Veasan. Uh, been great uh, talking to you, and uh, thanks. Enjoy the week, and we will we'll we'll talk to you maybe uh, moving forward about some college basketball, uh, which right, should be fun play, next week. Play Nevada Wolfpack tonight if you want a little college basketball. Let's, uh, there you go. Crazy. Yeah, all right, buddy. Have a, <laughs> all right, have a good week, man. Thank you. See ya. All right, Tim Murray giving us some big game bets brought to you by High Noon Hard Seltzer. Visit highnoonspirits.com to find it near you. Uh, some interesting stuff there on Brock Purdy. That's a good point. I mean, if you're pro Niners, he's the quarterback of that team. <laughs> he's going to have numbers. Very true. Uh, very true. As well. And, you know, even though I think McCaffrey is very important to them, as, as uh, Jimmy pointed out, even last year, even though we all think Isaiah Pacheco was well-deserving of that MVP. He didn't get it. I mean, this is what the problems with voting uh, is taking place. All right, uh, a lot of people weighing in on our conversation earlier about the uh, Super Bowl, uh, the most memorable Super Bowls you can have at that at 757-687-9494. Uh, Valley Hughes phone line as well, 757-687-9494. we got to talk about food, too, at some point. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll get to that before we get out of here, some of the, the – the must on the uh, Super Sunday menu as well. Uh, Scott Jackson, Show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're coming at you live from Inland Reef here at 14 or 1949 Linhaven Parkway in the Parkway Shopping Center here in Virginia Beach. They got a big game party coming up on Sunday. For more information, go to inlandreefvb.com. InlandReefVB.com. Uh, we continue here, brought to you by Larry King Law Injured and Accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. The Scott Jackson Show will return after this timeout on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law presenting the Super Tailgate Tour as we continue live here from Inland Reef. Uh, 1949 Linhaven Parkway in the Parkway Shopping Center. We're here till 7. We do have uh, train tickets left. Um, t- sounds funny how I said that. Train tickets. Not like, <laughs> not like Amtrak, but train and RU Speedwagon tickets. Veteran United Homelands Amphitheater. We've got a uh, pair of those uh, to give away between now and 7 if you come on by and see us here. We will um, get to some staff changes on the commanders in the next hour as well. And um, also, most importantly, like food items for your, you know, what are people eating on uh-huh. on Sunday? So that's always important. Like the your must item for Super Sunday, you can text those in. Uh, earlier we did our among our most memorable Super Bowls, and uh, we got a lot of hate mail for that. So always, that's always fun uh, as well. And um, John uh, pointed out in Virginia Beach, remembering that Malcolm Butler play. The camera goes to Richard Sherman, and the face makes you almost think that he was going to cry. And I disliked him. Um, for trash talking Crabtree back in the day, I remember when the Niners and him and you know he was going crazy. 
uh, with uh, Aaron Andrews that year. And he goes, but I liked him when he came to the Niners talking about Richard Sherman. Isn't that funny how that works? Like you'll hate a guy's guts. And the second he puts you in your team's uniform, you <laughs> love him. Oh, my God, I always People loved him. People vote for the, la- for the laundry, man. Yep. Jerry Seinfeld nailed that one, but so true. Uh, but you, you just flip on it. It's weird. That's what I always hated when North Turner kept bringing those Cowboys to the Redskins. Like, stop it. Yeah. I don't want to like these guys. That sucked. I uh, know. It was really bizarro. But anyway, yeah, I mean, there was no question uh, that changed the dynamics of that um, Seahawks team, right? Absolutely the whole team. They turned on Russell Wilson. I mean, and then when he got paid, it even got worse for him. Uh, they, you know, they felt like they wanted to almost take that opportunity away from Marshawn Lynch, and it was almost like a political campaign by the Seahawks to make Wilson the hero, and you know, that's where they're going to put it up in the air instead of doing the obvious thing and just jamming it in with the most unstoppable uh, object uh, with inside a yard. It felt like at that time, and Marshawn Lynch, and of course. We never got to see what would happen. Mm-mm. Never, ever got to see it. And Marshawn's probably the MVP. Yeah, well, in I mean, case. yeah, and they're back-to-back champions. I mean, that's the yeah. other crazy part of this whole thing, you know. Man, we'd be talking about them so I much know. differently. I know, I know. And again, that kid uh, we talked about yesterday was it Christian Matthews or whatever his neck w- name was? I mean, it had a hundred-yard game. The kid from Foot Locker, the third-string receiver, had such a good day. Mm-hmm. And you know, all that's kind of like a side story because of the fact that. Um, they lost the game, you know, and Malcolm Butler becomes the hero until he, of course, uh, gets frozen out of a Super Bowl for whatever the uh, reason yeah. is for that. I need the 30 for 30 on that one. Uh, that's one of the Super Bowl mysteries we still need a 30 for 30. Yeah, because we never actually got no, the never got. There's a lot of theories on it, you know, that maybe he missed curfew, maybe he did something that pissed off the owner and it was above Bill Belichick's pay grade even. I don't know. I mean, I, I just there's been a lot of really interesting – Never proven theories uh, about why Malcolm Butler was just not even a part of the game. You know, it was crazy. And they, and they dressed him out. It wasn't like he was inactive. Right. They dressed right. him out, right? Like that was like, oh, are they going to bench him for a quarter? Or is he going to come right, out right. after the half? Like, and he just never came out. I mean, you would have thought after that first half that they had suffered. I mean, it was Bill Belichick loves to win. It's not like he doesn't like to win. That he would have just sucked it up. And like, yep. you know, come on. You know, I can punish him in the offseason. <laughs> you know what I mean? We could cut him. Uh, after this game, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, what in the hell are we doing no here? No doubt. Uh, you know, with all this stuff. And instead, you know, they – we'll just never know. I mean, it's just, just bonkers um, as to what happened there or didn't happen there. And, and even, even um, you know, even Tom Brady's made some comments and some other players over the years kind of like, you know, what up? You know, we don't know. You know, want to know. It just it absolutely drove them crazy. It's wild if they don't know. Yeah, exactly. If they don't know, uh, then – you gotta figure. Um, you gotta figure. It's really deep, dark state stuff, right? <laughs> and yet, it still hasn't come out. Yeah, it is that's still, the crazy part. I mean, there's no, there's no secrets in sports. I mean, come on. At some point, we've got to find out. Anyway, all right. Seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Back to um, some other uh, stuff here of Super Bowls. Um, Stephen Waysburg says he was rooting for the Cardinals, but Santoni Holmes' catch was amazing. Loved Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, that would have been another one for the storybook career of one Kurt Warner, too, right? Yep. So this is funny. The other day I was watching one of these shows, and I, I don't even know which one it was now because I just I, I was so angry I turned the show off. <laughs> they were trying to make the point about Purdy being Mr. Irrelevant. And, you know, hey, look, it is movie-worthy. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. But let's not act like it's the most unlikely Super Bowl ever. You know, quarterback ever because again we lived through Kurt Warner. It was Kurt not Warner, that yeah. long ago. Again, Kurt Warner was bagging freaking groceries 
you know, Arena Football League guy. Remember, remember uh, Dick Vermeil's reaction that season when Trent Green was injured. Uh-huh. He was, you know, well, I know that Dick Vermeil cried all the time, but I mean, he was really crying because <laughs> they say. thought their season was over. Yeah. They thought there was no chance yeah. there was going to be anybody. And of course, Kurt Warner comes in. And blows it up and is incredible and is an MVP and of course they're, they're you know they're they're this the greatest show on turf but nobody had that coming no and you know the, the Kurt Warner story and they have made a movie out of it and yeah they can still make a Brock Purdy movie but to act like Brock Purdy being Mister Irrelevant and playing you know big time football and being in a in a 49er system that has shown that you can stick quarterbacks in there and, and do pretty well is kind of ridiculous compared to, again, the Warner story, which isn't that long ago. We're not talking about something that happened like in the 70s or 80s or something or even the 90s. I mean, people people should remember the Kurt Warner thing, and he's still relevant. He's on TV and he's on radio. I mean, everybody knows the story. And, again, there was a movie made after it. So, I mean, come on. Apparently, if you want to look for great quarterback stories, who, no place better to look than the state of Iowa. Right, and, and that's, not, that's a good point, right? Nor, he's northern Iowa. Kurt Warner was northern Iowa, and obviously Iowa State for Brock Purdy. So maybe make that connection. All right, final hour coming up uh, here. We're again at Inland Reef. Um, on the other side, you're going to hear uh, a conversation we have with Logan Paulson back in the 4 o'clock hour at 4 o'clock. If you missed it, uh, we're re-racking that, talking commanders. And Logan played for Kyle Shanahan, so he's got a great breakdown of what it's going to take for the 49ers to win this football game. And a good breakdown, obviously, on the Chiefs as well. So Logan Paulson, uh, former Redskins tight end with us, coming up here on the other side. Uh, if you heard it earlier, you'll hear it again. All right, Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident? Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. We're here at Inland Reef, 1949 Linhaven Parkway in the Parkway Shopping Center in Virginia Beach. we got one more hour with you here on the Scott Jackson Show. But James Witham, Scott, your sports center first.